Hey everybody, welcome to the Patty G Show. I'm your host, Patty G. We are here with Daryl Cohen, a really just a serial entrepreneur. I mean, there are so many things this guy has his hands in. I am just blown away by everything we're going to talk about. There is so much to get to. I want to get to it as soon as we can. But before we do that, we have some bills to pay. We want to give a big, wonderful thank you to the amazing sponsors that make this show possible each and every week. We have Government Taco, Falaya Real Estate, Currency Bank, Lakeman's Health Center, Horizon Financial Group, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge, and as always, our outfit of the day is brought to you by McClavey's Limited. Now, without further ado, Daryl, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I'm excited, man. We... You do so much <laughs> that I am really just eager to get into it. So for those that may not be aware, who are you and what do you do? So uh, my name is Daryl Cohen, man. Uh, I'm actually from uh, Century, Florida, um, small town outside of uh, Pensacola. Um, came to Louisiana to play college basketball at Southeastern Louisiana um, in Hammond. So we, uh, you know, came over, had a good run, two years, uh, played college basketball, uh, finished up and, and turned pro. So um, played a couple of years in, in Europe, had a, had a good run, um, MVP of the German League, back-to-back uh, uh, -back, uh, EuroLeague uh, score, uh, top score. I was back-to-back. Uh, uh, EuroLeague champion, um, so I had a good run. Uh, so you're pretty good. Is what you're <laughs> I used to be pretty good. <laughs> what you're saying is you're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to be pretty good, so um, I had a good run. So, um, you know, after that, it's kind of was, you know, looking for that next thing, you know, didn't want to be that guy still trying to play basketball and, and nobody never, nobody really wanted him anymore, you know, just saying, hey, like, what can I do next, you know? And uh, I was thinking. And it just, just kind of hit me one day um, when I was in Europe. Uh, it's funny because I lost in the cup finals. And um, and I was talking to my wife, and, and she thought I was, uh, you know, mad about um, losing in the finals, and which I was, you know. But I was thinking, uh, I want to go home, and I want to get in the car business. Uh, I want to – I want to – sell cars i want to were you a, were you a car guy or was it just um, this this thought popped in your head of I hey always, i want to sell cars i always had this thing for cars i always been like a guy that um like different cars come out you know uh sports cars i wanted i wanted to know about them um i like that 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 fast that that feeling that gives you that thrill you know so i was like well um i want to try something different you know you know maybe to try the car business and and my wife, and she kind of looked at me and kind of laughed, like, uh, you're going to sell cars, right? It's like, you never <laughs> sell cars in your life. I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it, you know? So um, gave it a shot, and it, it became a career for me. So um, it, was, it was awesome. Um, I had some, some guys that uh, were some really good teachers, and, and, and um, you know, I would say awesome sink at a, at a dealership here in Baton Rouge that did some wonders for me teaching and 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 growing me as a I would say a a young entrepreneur you know kind of raising me to hey look you're gonna be this guy one day think sports and um, that was at Ralph Sellers that's where I started at so, Ralph Sellers yeah yeah that's where I started at those guys um, helped me grow and they showed me a lot you know they uh, kind of walked me through hand in hand because coming in 
those guys was big sports guys, so it was a good feel. They was they everything they did, they kind of related to sports. So it was like a like a a puzzle, just plugging in pieces and going. So it was a good feel. So you went straight from Southeastern mm-hmm. to pro. Yes. Yeah. Now the normal route for pro is mm-hmm. in the states. That's right. But you went abroad. Yes. Um, Let's talk about that experience. Yeah. First, how does one get involved <laughs> with so, a with a, a different league outside of the country? So, um, you know, coming out of Southeastern, I was ranked um, first in the um, in the nation in three pointers made. Um, I think I was ranked like eleventh in, in scoring or something. Um, you know, coming out um, being a really good shooter, set a lot of records. Um, I had an agent reach out to me and was, and was telling me that I had the opportunity to, to possibly uh, turn pro here in the States, um, just kind of waiting to see what I can possibly do, finish up my senior year, how it was going to end. And he invited me to the pre-draft camp, um, sent me to Vegas, uh, you know, got me signed with his agency, and it went well. I had a good workout, and everyone was saying that you're, you're not a point guard, you're a shooting guard. But I think if you go to Europe, you can have an awesome career because you can really shoot the ball. So, um, you know, so when, I'm not adept to sports. So, yeah. what is the difference between a shooting guard and a point guard? So, a shooting guard and a point guard, um, a point guard is more of a floor general. He controls the game, he has the ball. Uh, he's, he's the quarterback of a basketball team. He's getting gotcha. everybody in a, in a position, getting them lined up, and running the sets. Um, well, the shooting guard is the guy that scores the ball. He's on the right wing, get him the ball, he's going to put the ball in the hole. Okay. And, um, you know, playing that position, that's where I was more comfortable at, playing the shooting guard position. And um, going to the pre-draft camp, everyone's saying, you're 6'3", 6'4", you need to be a point guard. And I'm like, man, I'm a shooting guard. I'm a scorer. And it's like, well, you're going to have to guard two guards, guys like Kobe Bryant, Steven Jackson. Can you guard those guys on the wing? <laughs> it's like <laughs> I, I'd rather go with this group. Where, where I want to I want to guard these guys where they six three six four. You know, um, so having that that to make that deci- make that decision, uh, it was hard to try to um, move over to be a point guard when your whole life you've been playing the two guard or shooting guard position. So um, you know, after that whole week, uh, spoke with my agent, came back to Louisiana, and he says, I think we're gonna take the European trip. Um, we're going to go that route, and I think you're going to have a great career. So um, after seeing some, seeing a couple of videos of how it is there in Europe, he sent my my film over, and right away I had four offers. And um, it was uh, France, Belgium, Germany, and Portugal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. A little different. Yeah. <laughs> a little different yeah. offers. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, um, I made that decision to take the deal in Germany. It, it, it was the best fit for me um, and my wife. Um, she came with me. Um, you know, going into another country at uh, 23 or 24 years old. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was tough. So. And, and no, no speaking of the language. No. Okay, um, so you've got a total language barrier between yep. you and your neighbors. Yes. So and going you've got in, to come in there and play a sport. That's right. And are your teammates speaking um, different languages? So, so some of some of my teammates um, spoke English. Coach, um, he spoke English. Uh, so, so that was really good. And then, um, 
basically I, we had a, a host that someone that um, showed us around town, spoke English, uh, you know, took us to different stores and, you know, got us set up, you know. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. But, you know, when you're in the city and not everyone speak English and, and it's you're trying to translate and pulling out your phone and you, you're trying to. Uh, point at different things that you want so it was it was uh, a different experience my first year for sure right yeah so the first year was different yeah. so th then you moved from germany to another country and another team no actually i, I moved from the the east of germany to the west and okay. and when i moved to the west of germany that was like man it was like i was home it's like second home i, I didn't want to leave germany it was it was like it was great my wife was saying like it doesn't even feel like we out of the country anymore because the west of Germany is like so Americanized where it's got um, all of the stores you can think. If you think in um, any shop you think, um, Nike, Louis Vuitton, um, you name it, you got it. Um, everybody spoke English. So nobody wanted to speak German with you. They want they want to practice with me. Everybody's like, let's speak English, you know? So um, that was, that You're was fun. You're more than happy to oblige. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was awesome. Um, being in the west of Germany, it was it's like night and day. Yeah. So then from there, where was your next stop? My next stop was uh, when I left um, the west of Germany. I, I then went to Neufess, which is um, north of I guess you can say north of uh, Africa. Okay. Um, it's at the top. Um, so Casablanca um, played in that league and. And it was a uh, it was a really good lead. It's the Moroccan league. It was in Morocco. Okay. So, yeah. So that, that was fun. And then you found yourself from there coming back to Louisiana. Was there another stop in between? No. Uh, after that, you know, I talked to my wife, and you know, we sat down, and that's when I was telling her um, I had a really good run, ready to start a family, and um, I, I said that I was going to play one more year um, because when I won the MVP of the German league. I thought that I can possibly do it again. I was like, man, I'm a, I can repeat this uh, in a tough league. And we talked a little bit over and over, and I, I told him I want to come home, and um, I want to learn something different. And, and that's when I jumped into the car business. <laughs> so yeah. then you took a, a hard 90-degree turn, <laughs> yeah. and now, now you're in the car business. Now in the car business, yeah. Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was fun. Starting out right away, I was excited about it. Um, I still am. It's every day you wake up, you you excited about it because the the car business still give me that uh, that competitive feel, right? Um, I'm always competing because, like, we set goals and it's like, okay, we did you know sixty or seventy cars this month, right? So uh, when the month is over, you go from a hero to zero. You start all over again. So I like that feeling where um, you score 30 points and you won the game and the game is over and you got a game tomorrow. Like nobody cares what you did yesterday. It's right. like what you're about to do today, right? So I like that feeling and it, and it gives me that in the car business. You sold four cars yesterday. So what? What are you gonna sell today? So I like that feeling. It, it keeps it, it's it keeps me in that that spirit where it's like I'm competing. You know, um, and everybody's like, man, you. Or you competing against other dealerships? Like, no, we compete in house. You know, because at the end of the day, we have no control of what the guy or the dealership down the street does. So we compete in house. Everything here, this is what we're doing. We write our goals down on the board, and we we check those goals weekly. 
that's what we do. So you make sure that that the people in the house know. Doesn't matter what your friends are doing out of the dealerships. Nope. Doesn't matter. All that matters is what you're competing with is your past self. Yes. How many cars did you sell yesterday, the day before, the month before? Can you exceed that goal? That's it. And my, from my limited understanding of the auto industry and the car dealership is that February is the month that people bust their butts. Right. Because it's the shortest month of the year. Shortest month. So of they're year. like, how many cars can we sell in February? February. Right. So that's you know February is a special month for me. It's my yeah. Uh, it's my birthday and, and it's Valentine's Day, so I always celebrate that for my beautiful wife. But you know, with that, um, we we look at February is the short month, and we always I set the goal high in February. It's like, man, why why are you setting the goal high? It's like I'm sending like it's a March, and it's like we can't make it. I'm like, sure you can. So now you can't leave the store without having something set up for tomorrow. So if you always Ooh, leave, that's good. Yeah. So if you always leave, knowing you have something working for tomorrow, you're gonna you're gonna be successful. You're gonna sell something. You're gonna you, we're gonna reach that goal, right? But if you if you're going into and thinking, hey, February short month, let's just get it over so we can go into March rocking and rolling. It's like no, we got to get to February first so we complete the task that's at hand, and then we move to March. So. Um, never leave the store without having something working, and you'll be great tomorrow. So how much of your basketball career has been transposed in how you run the shop with Legendary Auto? Oh, every, everything, 100%. So everything that's ran at uh, the dealership, the barbershop, um, the Banner's Red Claws that I have, everything is, is ran like a professional European club. That's, that's where I learned it from. Um, some really good uh, teachers, leaders. Um, I, I couldn't say enough about those guys, that how they how they run a club is it's like, man, this is like a dream. So I just took, I wanted that feel where I just take this whole basketball club and I just pick it up and I move it and sit it here. So I want to operate just like we're, we're running a basketball team whole basketball club, a professional club. So want to do anything different, we're just tra- changing where we're now playing basketball, we're, we're selling cars. But we have our goals. We have our goals set up for the whole month. Actually, we have them set up for the whole year. And then we go, hey, look, this is our monthly goal. So the forecast is already laid out before the year even started. So we, it's not like we wake up in the morning and say, hey, listen, we're trying to hit uh, 50 cars this month. It's all, it was already laid out for last year right. because of the forecast on, on what we need to do to hit these numbers on how we need to, um, what we need to do to, to be successful this year. So um, if that number is 60, you know, we don't change and say, hey, man, uh, we're going to do 30 because there's a pandemic and, 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 and COVID is happening and everything is it's a shortage of chips. You can't get cars. That's, that's not what we do. We don't stretch and say, hey, look, we're changing. You make adjustments. So the plan, we just make some adjustments, and we're going to stay on the track to sell 60 cars. We're not going to stretch and say, hey, we're going to sell 30. We just make some adjustments on how we're going to get to 60 now because the plan changed, right? So, you know, everything that we had on the, uh, on the board before to say, hey, we're going to get to 60, thinking everything was the same as last year under the same conditions, well, things changed, right? So with uh, COVID hitting, Plans didn't change. We stayed at 60. We made some adjustments. Still got to 60. So um, I, I think that was great. 
So um, y'all reach your goals every month during COVID? Yes. Yep. Just making. Okay. How? We just, we just, How in the world did you do that? So we just we just got you know digging a little deeper. You know where so now, what everybody was thinking when I told them uh, a year or two ago where um, the internet is is it's our friend. That's where we're gonna sell the most cars <clears throat> on the internet. We're gonna sell the most cars. Well. Um, Everybody was saying, hey, man, you're going to still need customers coming. You still need customers driving by. Well, that's true. But if you price them right on the web, I'm not just selling to Baton Rouge. I'm selling to, to Florida, Texas, Mississippi, uh, New Jersey. We got customers flying from New Jersey, pick them up from the airport, um, have the car clean, ready for them, and they take off for delivery, right? Um, so the Internet is our friend. You know, when everything happened, you know, it was like, okay, uh, you gotta gotta shut down. Well, we had a service center. Well, we still have our service center, so that that left us being open. We can we can stay open. We can operate. And while we're operating, I told them, while we're waiting to give us the complete green light to sell cars again, nothing changed. We're still working our working list, building the pipeline. Because when they give us the green light, we want to go full speed, right? So we're doing so. Um, setting that pipeline and it's kind of just worked out perfect where everybody's home and everybody's relaxed and say, you know what, let me do some home improvement. Let me look for a new car. Let me look at upgrades. And where do you look? The web. If you're looking on the website now, you're browsing the web. I'm not coming out. I'm just browsing, making home improvements, looking at different things. Um, not, not, not necessarily looking at cars, but I'm looking to service my car. How can I still service my car? Because everybody forgot. Like, well, <clears throat> I'm not buying a car during COVID. It's fine. You don't have to. But you still have to service it to keep it on you the road. You still got to drive it. You still got to drive it, right? So that means that the car has to be serviced. So with that happening, you still have to go out to get to a service shop, you know. And then when you're out at the service shop, you're like, take a look at this and take a look at that. And what about a new one? Because they was already thinking about it coming in. So if I can get you a new one or, or get you an upgrade, you don't have to come out no more. We can dock you, son, deliver the car to you. Pick up your trade, bring it back. We can do whatever you need us to do. And with that happening, we was already moving in that direction anyway. So that was that was kind of like a, 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 I guess you can say a blessing for us because it was already, we was moving at that direction was heading there and and having everybody to stay home and just shop on the web it kind of boosts the business so um, that was good for us that adaptability that you recognized early on is huge because yeah. not every business did yeah. right so not every business recognized my customers are still out there mm -hmm. i have to change how i reach them I have to figure out a way of where are they looking, where are they spending their time, because yep. this may not be on the road anymore. It may not be driving by anymore. So I'm losing that foot traffic. Right. But what can I do within the organization to improve the impressions, the eyeballs, ultimately what it comes down to, yep. to get them on my shop? Whether if they're not thinking about it, I need to make them start thinking about it. Or like you're saying, if they need to bring in their car for service, once they're in here, have our space built and schematic to out so much so whenever they're sitting waiting for that car repair 
they're like, oh, wait a second, what is this? Yes. Oh, wait a second, what is this? Oh, wait a second, what is this? You know, you get somebody walking there with a cup of coffee or a water. Mm-hmm. Hey, you thirsty, you know, you enjoying your your visit to visit, our yeah. our local store while you're having your car. Just come on, let's, let's, let's go for a walk. Yeah. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> you know, and having yeah. that level of, you know, almost concierge service yeah. that they're not going to get at every single place. And you're saying, we're here, we're ready, and this is how we're going to meet our metrics. I mean, from a customer-facing front, that is huge because right. people are seeing you more and more. They're like, wait, I didn't know about this company beforehand, yeah. and now I'm sitting at home scrolling on Facebook, Facebook or scrolling yeah. on Instagram, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, hang on, what is a sponsored ad? Oh, okay, wait, yeah. do I need a new car? Honey, we need a new car? <laughs> Maybe we do, okay. Yeah. You know, and it's opening their eyes to a vision that they may not be at the front because they've got everything else going on, but you're hitting them where they're spending their time. Yes. You know, and from a, a marketing element, that's one thing I focus so much with the show is like, I want to get people where they're at. Yes. You know, I don't want, I want to limit the restrictions and the friction yeah. from them either consuming the content and in your case, learning about your shop, learning about the cars that you're selling and getting to ultimately ink a deal. Yeah. That is huge. Yep. You know, and I think, um, like, even right now, what, you know, kind of sets us aside from other um, independent dealers, franchise dealers, where what you see on the on the lot is not actually um, what we we're actually selling. We're not focusing on, hey, uh, this is what we have on the lot. This is our inventory, and that's all we have. Well, we have a whole station set up, and when you come into the store, and you say, hey, I'm here to look at a 2022 Ford Lightning. You say, well, you don't have one. Well, well sure I do, man. I have access to um, 300 of them. He was like, where? So we sit them down, and I always um, you know, tell our guys, we want to create the experience where um, it's, the, it's the customer world. You turn over the, the mouse, the keyboard, you pull up the site, and we go through. And if there's 300 Fords out there that this customer is looking at or 300 uh, Mercedes or whatever the customer is looking at. We pull up all of them. You want light or dark colors. And we pull them up and we let the customer select it. So it's like almost like build your own. You like you let the customer get into it and they pick this car. And it's not like I picked it and bought it. It's like you picked it and you actually get to click it. If it's 20000 or if it's 80000 you get to click it. You bought it and you you get that experience like I clicked that car, I bought that car, I'm signing paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I walk them through the whole process from um clicking and buying their own car, uh signing up the deal, um, lining up transportation. They they see it all. So they got the whole experience from start to finish. So they're involved in the process the whole time. So I think that's different because it's not like, you know, customer going around and saying, hey, look, I'm looking for this specific car. It's like, well, I know I can go to Legendary and I can sit down at the computer and I can look at any car I want and they'll get it for me. It's different. So you don't have to go to dealership to dealership to dealership to find that right car. We can sit you down, pull up the site. We have over seventy to 80,000 cars, trucks that we can choose from. I'm pretty sure you'll find exactly what you want. I imagine so with that yeah. type of inventory. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, has that just been built up via a relationship of people around the country 
that you're able to have access to all this? Well, well, actually, it's a dealer site, right? You know, okay. It's, so it's a dealer site. I don't think dealers really use it like that. They use it as a tool for themselves to say, hey, listen, we need XYZ inventory. We sold five Mercedes last month. This car is hot. Let's go get five more. Well, that's how we, we gain our inventory. We pull it from the, the dealer portal, and then we say we want XYZ, and we buy those cars and put them on the – um, on the lot based upon what we sold was fast movers. Well, I thought uh, if a customer come in and they say, I'm sorry, uh, you guys are awesome. You just don't have what I want. So what do you want? It's like, I want a Lexus. I want a Mercedes. So what if I can get you that Lexus? Like, well, you got my attention. So now I sit them down and the same way that we would sit at the computer as dealers and pull up this car to buy it, I give the, the customer the same access. They get to see it. They get to see the whole layout from start to finish, just like a dealer. And they get to click on it. They get to say, you know what? I don't like the red. I want a, I want a, a white one with a tan interior. Click it. Because it's the same way if I was selling a new car and you came to my dealership to buy a new truck and you say, hey, I love this black one. I just really would like it to be red with the black interior. Right. The first thing they're going to do is says, let's transport one in. Let's do a dealer trade. Let's trade this car out, bring it in from another dealer, and I got it. So why can't I do the same on pre-owned cars? So I just took that new car approach and flipped it over to pre-owned cars. doesn't matter. Whatever car you want, I can go get it for you. So that's powerful. Yeah. I, I went through the, the car buying process uh, about a year and some change ago. And I went in with a very specific car that I wanted. And it was the 2021 Jeep Gladiator mm -hmm. diesel. Yep. Without the red dash. Oh. So I wanted the silver dash uh -huh. with the tan seats. And there was no car in Louisiana. I, I checked every, every <laughs> website, every dealership. I said, they don't have it. They got to make it. Right. But I essentially brought an order form to the dealer and was like, I can't purchase it from Jeep. Can you purchase, you purchase it, it for me? Yeah. And having that level of customization and they were like, well, we can find this one. We can find, I'm like, you don't understand. The, yeah. This is the first time I'm buying a new car. Yeah. I want exactly what I want. Yeah. And I don't want substitutes. Nope. I don't want you to find something that's close. Yeah. I want this car. So if it's got to get built, it's got to get built. Yes. And like, if, if I'm spending the, as, as a consumer, I'm investing You're in my investing. vehicle. That's right. It's an investment for everybody. everybody. A vehicle is an investment. Yeah. And if I don't get exactly what I want, like, why am I here? Right. So doing what you're doing, I love that concept. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's different. You know, um, I think that's something that um, giving the customer what they want instead of telling the customer what they need is different, you know. Um, I think, you know, coming up in the car car business, you know, everyone, um, you know, have this thing or or it's mindset where, man, I don't want to go to a car dealership. I don't want to talk to a dealer. I don't I don't I don't want to be pressured. Well, I think that's something that we take completely out to play. We don't pressure you. We don't you know, if you want to shop alone, that's great. Um, if you want us to send the link to you, we can send the link. And it's some it's sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming where we send you the link and you have 80, 90,000 cars to look through and you're like, okay, so how do I navigate? navigate yeah, what what do this? I even yeah, look, look, what am I looking at here? Yes. You know? Um, so that's a, that's a little different, but I think just having that level of comfort to say, Hey, 
I can look to look for any car in my living room. No dealer. Nobody's pressuring me. And I get to see the price. You know, so it's not like you're saying, hey, I like this car, but what's the price? You're looking at the price. You have access to everything. So when they come back and they're like, man, I can't believe you're going to sell it to me for this price. So I think dealing in volume is is key, you know. Um, you know, not not trying to, hey, focusing on a huge profit. You just focus on volume because what I want to do is collect data. I want customers. And, and, and then when I get ready to send out a, a, a email blast so I have everybody information, you know, he's like, no, um, you, you, you're just selling in volume. Like how, how you're, you're, you're out selling other dealers and, and doing so. Um, but or you or you really been successful, right? That's what you look at. And it's like, yes, I'm collecting data. I'm collecting data. I'm I'm sending it out because over time, because when I'm looking at a quote unquote tough month, when I do an email blast, when I'm at twenty twenty five and that blast go out, and that next week I'm at fifty five, I wasn't anticipating them being to fifty five that fast but I had collect data the last six months, right? I had that customer information. I sent it out. Customer didn't buy. It's fine. I, a customer, it happens all the time. Customer don't always buy from us because they say, hey, I want to go new. That's great. Do I drop them? No. I walk them through the process of a new car dealership. Hey, call me for all car needs, whatever you need. Hey, I'm buying that such and such dealership. No worries. I walk you through the whole process still. It's like, I can't believe you took your time to do that, and you're not getting anything from it. Sure I am. So I, I have all the information that I can send back out when I have something, maybe not you, but this is the perfect time. It's Thanksgiving coming up. Thanksgiving talks, such and such neat new car, Christmas coming up, the holidays, right? So I love that time where you think of me doing the holidays. It's like, man, I didn't even buy a car from him, but he helped us through the whole process. I think you should buy from him. Yeah. I didn't buy because I was going new. This is quality pre-owned. I think you should take a look. It's so. the, the power of the referral. Yes. It's huge. Yes. So we mentioned I mentioned in the beginning of the show that you're a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. So the car dealership's not the only thing that you <laughs> no, do. No. So you also own a basketball team here in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Yep. And Youth you own a barber shop. Yes. So yep. dive into either one of those. So um, you know, you know, the barbershop is is kind of having a barbershop and salon is is pretty cool, right? Because um, sports. If you want the best talk of sports, I'm telling you, you got to go to the barbershop. It's like the guys know play by play what happened last night. And for some reason, they always think they know exactly what the coach was thinking, what the players was doing. You know, so it gives you that insight, that feel to uh, where, where you're comfortable, man. You can sit there for hours, you, you know, you know, talking about sports and, and family and, 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 you know, different things, you know, um, and then kind of tie back because that referral base where you're sitting in the barbershop and a kid comes in and get his hair cut and it's like, hey, you know, um, you know, Daryl have a youth um, organization, basketball organization. It's like, well, my kid is eight. Do you have eight-year-olds? You're like, yeah, we start from kindergarten to 18-year-olds. To so um, we, we can pretty much cover every area, you know, so – that's another referral and kid come on and play with you. And, and then also family needs cars and now you're selling them a car and now the kid playing with you. Now the kid gets their haircut. So 
it's kind of like you're a big just, circle. You're just a man to go to. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a big circle. So, um, but but having a, the barbershop and salon is, uh, I, w- I would say it's something is, is special, um, you know, to me because it gives me that quality time when it's just me and my son. When we go and get our haircut, we can sit and talk, um, talk about sports, games on, talk to different guys, get different views on on, on different things of uh, in the sports world. You know, and and then let let my son kind of experience that that whole barbershop talk, and uh, it's like he, sometimes we walk away, and he's like, "Dad, did that did that guy really go to the game, or did did that guy really know what was gonna happen?" I'm like, "No, son, he has no clue." <laughs> but but it's it's entertaining, so you want to so you listen to it, so he's entertaining you, so um, you know we get that feel, but it's, it's an awesome feeling. So I love having the shop. So how did you? come about owning a barbershop i mean i know you made the, the 90 degree turn from from basketball to car dealing but now i feel like we're making another turn from car dealer to barbershop so i think um you know uh style you know you know haircuts are important you know you got to have a good haircut uh shave line um or, or whatever whatever you you know you want to have you know but but that that haircut is, is important, that line, right? So finding that good barber is is tough, you know? And then finding a good shop with the good barber, with having that, that wait time that's not three, four-hour wait oh, to, to get a haircut, you know? And uh, I was thinking, um, like, what, what can I do? Like, how can I cut that down? So I talked to my barber a couple of times, and, and um, we we talked, and I asked, like, man, like, how how can we cut this time? And he was like, you can't, you know. Um, I'm like, man, this feels like uh, me and my son is in the shop for, like, three or four hours to get a haircut. Even if we set an appointment, it's like they either running behind or somebody else is running behind, and so that pushes your time back, you know. So, uh, you know, we was talking one day, and I said, man, it was actually be pretty cool to, to own a, a, a barbershop. I said, what if I got a barbershop? Could you run it? And he's like, yeah, man, sure I can. I said, well, how about this? You give me eight barbers, and you come to me, and we sit and talk. And I kind of want to, you know, sports feel. We want to make it like a team. I want four and four, right? I want these two I want these two teams competing, you know, like east and west. Um, and he was like, but how is that possible? Because as a barber, you're you're basically like a independent contractor. So yeah, I get it. You are an independent contractor, but in order for the shop to be successful and to grow, you got to compete. So you got to be east and west. You have to sit on separate sides, right? And if this barber is stronger than this barber, I want you to mix. So I want to mix and match, you know, and going down the line so you build a strong team and with doing so and you compete. And during the week, like I said, you wanna you wanna kinda stay even during the week and win the weekend. And the weekend is is huge for most businesses, right? So like I told them, you wanna wanna be even during the week and win the weekend. But the only way you can do that if you're competing, setting appointments, um, trying to outcut your your partner to to grow. And when you do that, when you build that friendly competition, you you look back and you say, me and my wife and we kind of talk it's like you know starting this shop you know we didn't think any customers would come in right away because it's a new shop everybody's like well it's a new shop 
I don't want to be the first person to get my hair cut. You know, <laughs> might walk out without an ear. You know, that's, that's right. So <laughs> those things. So we we built that that um, that atmosphere where everybody is competing, and then they started to bring in their own clientele. Yeah, that because referral base. The, that referral business goes back, and and it just took off. And um, and that shop is legendary cuts. So um, you know, we got the jerseys on the wall. Like I said, you got TVs going. You want to make it legendary having that that uh sports atmosphere but you know thinking legendary so um it, it's it's great man. Yeah. so and i wasn't aware until probably two or three months ago just how big a saturday morning for a barber shop is so yeah. now I've, I've got i've got a son and he turns one next week <laughs> and so i have to time my haircuts with his nap yeah, <laughs> that's my wife's like you can go get your haircut when he's napping, napping. like on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah. So like we've got you know she's planning out okay based on how long your hair takes to grow yeah. you need to go get your haircut shorter than you normally do on this date. So when we have pictures on this, this date, date the hair's good. Yeah, I'm like, oh, sure, babe. So yeah. <laughs> and I would so now I go like Saturday mornings at like nine or ten o'clock in the morning. I'm like in the barber shop. I'm like all right, I'm ready. And I was sitting in the chair this past Saturday and I. I timed somehow timed it perfectly where I walked in as they were finished as my my guy was finishing up a, pay, yeah. a, a customer and he f just finished up I like sat down he's like, all right you ready to go I'm like yeah. let's rock and roll yeah and I sat in that chair and as he's cutting my hair the whole stop the whole shop just gets full yeah and I'm like holy smokes yeah. <laughs> and he's like yeah he's like I'm telling you man like Saturdays I hate to miss for the money but it's brutal. Oh yeah. He's like, you were just cutting from the time you open to the time you close. It's nonstop. Nonstop. Um, so you you went in at seven, right? No, 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 no. I went in. Let's see what time did he go take a nap? Uh, I think he went down around nine nine thirty. So I was at, I was. He went down around nine nine thirty. I was at if he went down at nine thirty, I was at the barber shop for nine thirty one. Uh -huh. I live right next to it. Right. All right. <laughs> so I was there like nine thirty one in the morning. So so think about this, right? Um, you at nine thirty. And the shop is opening at 5.30. In the morning? In the morning. 5.30 in the Your morning. Your shop opens at 5.30 in the morning? 5.30 in the morning. So it actually opens at 6. Okay. But you got you got guys saying, hey, I, my first appointment is at 5.30. So you go there, you see the donuts, the coffee, the orange juice already laid out. And you're thinking, and it's funny because of my wife, you say, Daryl, is anybody going to really be there at 5.30? And you get there, you're like, man. Is everybody up at five thirty? Is like I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I would go for a five thirty appointment. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, that works with my schedule. Five thirty, yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> yes, it's like, man, you get there and once again, TV zone. It's on ESPN. Everybody's talking sports, eating breakfast, and you seriously, you got about you got ten guys there already. And you know, ten guys. yeah, you got about ten guys. You know, um, it's kind of like hey, almost where. Like what time is your your appointment? Mine's is at six thirty seven. But if someone doesn't show in that five thirty slot, I want to jump a, in. I'm gonna fill in that chair. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it kind of you know they kind of you know it's it's like you're not you're not wasting your time. Uh, I guess you could say if you if you get there at five thirty and your and your appointment is at seven thirty because if someone doesn't make that five thirty slot, you get to jump in. And, you know, you get to talk a little sports, eat some donuts, and you're out of there. Worst case, you're on time, 730, donuts, 
watch some sports and you're still out of there. I mean, so, what were you really going to do that morning from 5 30 to 7? That's, that's you know, right. like, what are you so, really going to so do that morning? So, you got that, that time, you know? So, um, that's that's always good. But I think getting there at 5 30, you have to do something special to want people to be there at 5 30. So, creating that Absolutely. atmosphere, like, no one is going to get out of their bed at 5 or 4 45, 5 o'clock to be at your shop at 5 30, right? You, you got to. You got to create the atmosphere for them to say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna make my appointment at 5:30. I'm gonna be there when, uh, before the doors open, or you know, they got them open and and, and the spread is laid out. You know, you got to do something, but that's been different. What are you doing different from the shop down the street? You know, um, man, you guys lay out donuts every Saturday, orange juice, and yeah, every Saturday. You know, like you creating that feel. Like you wanna, you want them to come back, but you also you want them to kind of miss something. So one Saturday you get there and he's like, man, where, where is every, the donuts or where every, everything at? It's like, you missed it, man, they, they had it. You know, it's like, man. Wait, like, hold up. So you will intentionally, like some Saturdays not? Not get it, not get no. it. Like, because I, I want them to miss it. I want them to be like, so is it is it important? What are, what are they like about it? Why do they like coming here at 5.30? It's like, man, where somebody forgot it. Like, no, you, you missed it. So now you know, okay, you're creating that field where donuts, orange juice, um, chocolate milk, that's key. That's key for them. They they coming in, they like that whole experience, that that whole layout where you can get some breakfast. If I'm running running late, I don't have to stop and grab anything. I know they got it for me. Um, and I'm, I'm getting my hair cut. I still get the um, 30 minutes, hour talk with the guys, talking sports. But if it's not there, then you miss it. He's like, man, I didn't even I didn't even notice it until it was taken away. So when you take it away, you see how important it is. You say, hey, that's that's a key part of the shop. I'm adding some value value there. Dude, you are creating your own demand in this ecosystem that you have. Yeah. That, wow. Yeah. That's genius. Yep. So, so we try to do do those things and be different. You know, I always try to keep going back. Um, you know, I always say be legendary, like be different. You know, you can't do what the guy down the street is doing and then expect something different. What are you going to do different? So, um, and those things I try to think of ways for us to get better, um, each and every day. Um, you know, you, I always tell my son and my daughter, you got, you got one goal when you wake up is to be better than you were yesterday. That's all we're trying to focus on is to get better. And that's what I tell the guys that. Uh, any business that I own or I'm a part of, we're just trying to get better. Like, I don't want to do anything different. Just, just get better. Yeah. So, just yeah. marginally better the next day and the next day and the, and the next, next day. day. Yeah. So you also own a basketball team, a youth basketball team. Yes. Yeah. So walk us through that, man. So that's that's actually, um, you know, you know, the car business. You know, get the drive, um, basically whatever car you want. Um, that excitement of putting someone in a dream car and then you go to the barbershop and to have that time there, that's, that's all great. But um, the basketball organization brings back that family time because I told you about the car business and the barbershop. It's all kind of like taking all my time away from my family. Well, the basketball brings it back. Well, my wife was a good athlete in college and so she likes to be around the organization um, my kids playing sports, so uh, they love playing the bat, playing basketball and doing things around the organization. So now that brings us all back together. Now we, that's that's my most important time, the family time. 
and and just growing it, watching it grow. When you're starting out with uh, basically 16 players, we started out with 16 players, a, a group that I started to coach uh, when they was kindergartners, and then my son group um, started coaching them when they was kindergartners, and I had these two teams, just 16 16 players, and now we have over one year, we have like 168 kids in our organization. 168 kids? Yeah. Yeah, we have teams. Uh, we have a kindergarten, first grade, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh grade team. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. We have some teams that compete. Uh, the older group compete up on some, some top circuits, some high-level teams, uh, some – some of the players are ranked in the nation. Um, so we, we have some kids that's uh, really good athletes and they're 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 picking it up, man. So <laughs> and uh even from you know, the age eight, my, my son uh team has some really good players and and um the group ahead of my uh, my son, the fifth grade team that I've been coaching since I was kindergartners are really good too. They're probably uh I think this summer they was the best team in the state of Louisiana. Uh, winning a tournament in in Mandeville, um, so they're they're pretty good, yeah, they're pretty good. So you just, it sounds like everything you do, you have to ex- you have to reach that pinnacle, that that top level performer, you know. Yeah, I think um, you know, like being around, um, like probably one of the best coaches in my opinion in in Europe, and then being around one of the best coaches here. Um, that was a a, a good motivator, um, which was Roman. He's the Roman Banks, the AD at at Southern, and then Coach Morrow. He's the the coach in uh, one of the European clubs. He was the Spanish national team coach, and it kind of tied back. You, you you got two different worlds, and those guys all go back to process. What are your process? How are you going to get there? And you think, hey, I want to do this at the end of the month it's like how you want to do this at the end of the month and you haven't even did this today you're like process like process 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 and once you put in that process i think it's it's easy for it to take off because it's like everybody has a system and we all fit in this system right so we we're working the system and if something is out of place if it's something is not going the the right way we don't change the system we just make adjustments and keep going. And with doing that, I think that's the, the biggest thing with with the organization, um, the dealership and the barbershop. If something is not going the, the right way, we don't stretch the plan. We just make adjustments. So when you stretch the plan, that means you're starting all over. When you're making a, a, a slight adjustment, you still get to go that same speed, but we're just making a little adjustment. You know, we're not, we're not changing much. We're, just, we're, not, we're not trying to stop it and start all over. Make a little adjustment and keep going. So, I love that, man. Yeah, I think that's key. So within the three different entities that you've got, that you're operating, to me it's almost kind of like a balancing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how do you even begin to go about balancing not only your time but th- between these three entities, but, I mean, you've got a very wonderful family that's yeah. fortunate enough to be in the studio with us tonight. Yeah. How do you balance that work between the three entities and the family back at home? Well, uh, you know, having my wife uh, in in the dealership, um, you know, having my wife, um, you know, a part of the the youth organization, 
um, to help her to to help me, um, you know, manage it all. You know, uh, I think you know, got to give her credit. She does an excellent job of helping me planning planning things for the dealership, uh, planning things for the organization. I, I couldn't have done any of that without her. Um, like for example, uh, this summer um, when she gave me the layout of the basketball schedules. I'm like, man, they got to go to this many tournaments. She got it set out there, this many tournaments, uh, this group in Houston, this group is in Dallas, this group is Atlanta. You guys are going to Covington, this, this, this. I'm like, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just used to picking up going to play and dating all the way back since I was eight, right? Going back from eight-year-old kid to – a 23-year-old kid in college, every athlete to this day, life is already planned, already organized for him. And he's like, really? Like, yeah, because when he's playing youth sports, mom and dad is getting you to these practices and these games. So you're getting that on time. And you move to 8, 9, 10, and now you fast forward. Now you say, okay, now I'm in in, uh, middle school. It's the same way. Now I'm in high school. It's the same way. And when you get in college, your life is already planned because – Coach says you have this class from eight to nine. You have this from from nine to whatever. Then you have a break for lunch. Then you have film. Then you have shoot around. Then you have weights. Then you have practice. Then you have film. Then you have study hall. And now my night is gone. And I repeat, right? And then now you turn pro. It's the same way. It's like you got film, weights. Then you got break, and then you got practice, and then you got film again, and then you you're free. So he's like, well, what do I have tomorrow? Same thing. So it's already planned for you. So I think um, having someone there to to guide you through the process and 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 help plan things for you is is, is powerful because um, my wife does that daily for me. Um, it's like almost when I'm rushing out the door, she's like basically giving me a a, a a sheet or hey look this is what you got and like yeah yeah I, I know it's like then I look at it it's like man I forgot all about that <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> so you're like man if she didn't give it to me or she didn't shoot me a text yeah 100% sure I'm gonna miss it because I'm so caught up into the day-to-day oh my yeah. gosh yeah yeah dude I operate the exact same way with so we use uh like the calendars on your phone yes and if it's not in my calendar, yeah. I'm not there. I'm not there. Like, I'm not there. <laughs> I don't know about it. Yeah. I just, my, my life is built up within that calendar of events where I know it tells me where I've got to be, mm-hmm. who I'm talking to, who's like, who am I meeting next? Where is that location at? Yeah. Like people just, some people just throw in, you know, oh, I've got this appointment. And I'm like, no, no, no. I need to know that appointment. Who's there? Their names and the address of where I'm going. Because Go I ain't got a clue where I'm gonna be headed. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, oh, or you have you have, a, you have an eye doctor appointment. Okay, where's that? Yeah. <laughs> like I I I I need something to help me yeah. trigger that 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 section in my brain that tells me oh you got to be here you have to be at the eye doctor and it's here this yeah. floor this is the map this is how you get there I'm like all right great yeah you know because I'm with you like I'm thinking so much in the day to day the exact moment that I'm operating in that forward looking like we need a little help. Yeah. <laughs> need a little bit of assistance, assistance. to keep that's, us that's keep right. us moving forward. Yeah. You know, and, and having that, I think um like I said, I, I can't say enough of what she does for me. Um from 
uh, the car business to the, the youth uh, organization, to the barbershop. And, and, and it's kind of good, too, to have the barbershop walking distance from the, the dealership. So if I need a break, I can just walk down the street to um, touch those guys to say hello or whatever. Um, but just having that laid out that, hey, I, I don't need to go to barbershop this week. Um, my day is Saturday because I know what I got to do here. And then, um, you know, the the training facility for the youth organization is not that far from the dealership. So it's kind of like a big triangle. So everything is pretty close. And um, having my wife to lay out the schedule so I know where I got to be because um, we got, like I said, we got over, you know, 12 teams in the organization, but two of them, three of them that I coach, and I got um, my daughter's team, my son's team, and then I have a fifth-grade group that I'm coaching where uh, my wife got all those times of practices laid out, what days, because they started to run together. I'm like, man, do I have practice today? And it's like, <laughs> no, you have football practice with, with your son. And then he was like, okay, well, have basketball? No, we have baseball training. It's like, man, like it's never-ending, but – um, like, how do I keep up with this? And it's like, I don't. My wife already have it laid out for me. So uh, she makes it easy. What, so. What's that saying? The the man may be the head of the family, but the wife is the neck. Yes. And she can turn the head in whatever direction, direction she that's wants. Right. <laughs> Look, that's exactly right. That's the words I live by, That's man. it. That's like, right. 100%. Like, that's, <laughs> I, you know, they say the man wears the pants. That's, yeah. that's right. But the wife picks out the pants, pants I'm aware. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's how that's how it always works. Um, you know, you know, I get a lot of compliments on different things. And it's like, man. And then it's come back and my wife is like, see, I told you they would like it. I told you it looked nice. And I was like, Yeah, I didn't I didn't think, but you know, uh those things, like you said, are always planning, always uh, ahead of things. So um for sure we need them. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so as we start to wind down the show. We have like a set list of questions we like to ask everybody. Yeah. Very hard-hitting, challenging questions. Yeah. Really get the noggin turning. Yeah. Um, the first one of which, what is something you did as a kid mm-hmm. you wish you could still do today? Um, go fishing um, with my dad. Going fishing with my dad. Um, those, you know, living in uh, Florida, you know, um, Pensacola not being that far, 42 miles, and going to the bay is different than fishing there, you know, at a pond when you're fishing off of the, the bay bridge is, is different. So um, those things I really enjoyed as a kid. At that, I'm right there with you. Yeah. My, my dad would we would go down to Grand Isle frequently yeah. and for a project he was working on, and we would always go. He'd always make a day of, I got I got meetings in Grand Isle. All right, yeah. Patrick, you're going to come with me. Yeah. Come with me. I'm like, all right, because I knew, like, oh, he may have, like, an hour of meetings, and then we're going to yeah. go fishing the fish. rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. So you, you've done a lot from being a professional basketball player to running a car dealership, running a barbershop, and running a youth organization basketball team. What are three lessons – that you have picked up along the way in any and all of your careers? Um, time management. Time management, I, w- I would have to say, is probably the, the biggest one for me. Um, knowing where you can uh, move those time slots to be uh, effective, right? You know, to to be um, <coughs> successful. Um, and still give the things 
um, that's needed, your attention, you know, so time management, for sure. Yeah. So what is something that you love about Baton Rouge? Um, Baton Rouge, I, I would say, uh, first and foremost, you, you got to say the food. You know, when you think of Louisiana, Baton Rouge, uh, New Orleans or whatever, it's just the the food is second to none. But I would have to say the people. It's like whatever, um, any event, it's like if you want something or someone to come together, if there's a different event or something that's happening, it's like <clears throat> the whole Baton Rouge is there. <clears throat> so it's different. It's like um, seeing how, how Baton Rouge come together. So that's, that's, uh, that, is, that is special. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, we're always there yeah. when everybody needs us. Yes. You know? Yeah, like, you know, hurricane, it doesn't matter if it's in Florida. You see the guys load up their trucks, their boats, they, and that's what I mean about coming together. If it's Texas, it's, it doesn't matter. You see the interstate, you like, you know, um, you know, some people will say, well, that happened in Florida, right? But you see a truckload of guys from Louisiana. And then if it's happening in Louisiana, you see um, the whole Louisiana come together, the whole Baton Rouge. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty special to see that. Absolutely. Yeah. And for the final question, what can I do to help you? Um, man, you know, uh, word of mouth referrals. Um, if you're thinking um, anything from car needs, sports, barbershop, whatever you're thinking, uh, I want I want you to think of me. Send them to me referrals. Um, if I can't help them, I'm 100% sure I will point them in the right direction. Uh, that's a fact. Absolutely. Yeah. You might get another a 5.30 a.m. appointment out of me, man. Yeah. That time, that time works with my schedule, yeah, you know. A, that's a great time. Yeah, I love that time slot. Great time. Well, I appreciate yeah. you coming on the show, man. I yeah. appreciate you bringing your family out here. That's very exciting to see all yeah. of them and to get to meet all of them. It's really, truly a blessing. So thank you so very much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure. And I thank everybody else for watching or listening to the show, whatever form you are consuming us on. I greatly appreciate it. I know the guests do as well. If you're in the need of a 5.30 a.m. appointment, check out Legendary Barbers. Legendary Cuts. Legendary Cuts yeah. with Daryl and let them know the Patty G Show sent you. And if you're in the need for cars or you're in the need for a youth basketball organization, make sure you check them out as well. Thank you all again for tuning in and checking us out. And thank you to the wonderful sponsors that make this show possible each and every week. Hear a little bit more about them right now. Sell your home for a $399 flat fee with Falaya. No, seriously. Falaya will list your home on the MLS and help you get all the way to the closing table for as little as a $3.99 flat fee. Our online platform is insanely easy to use and will save you thousands. If you're thinking about selling your home in 2022 and want to keep more of your hard-earned equity in your pocket, you need to check out Falaya. Falaya, real estate reimagined. Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of the Patty G Show brought to you by Government Taco. They're located on the corner of Government Street and Jefferson Highway. Jay is always slinging up a new taco of the month. So if you're a frequenter to Government Taco, let us know in the comments what you thought about this month's taco of the month. If you're not a frequenter, maybe trying out this month's taco might just convert you. Big thanks over to them at Government Taco for making the Patty G Show possible. Imagine taxiing on a plane looking toward the end of the runway. It seems so far away. It's even hard to see it. 
And that's what the concept of retirement probably felt like when you were in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, way far in the distance, not visible or even a concern. But as you turn 50, something happens. Retirement suddenly seems like something real, something not too far away. In your 50s, you are rolling down the runway. Retirement is getting closer and closer, faster and faster, weeks and months zipping by. But are you even ready for a successful takeoff to retirement? Fear not, there's still runway left. But the time is now. Time to make progress and time to get a plan. The Runway Decade will help you get organized, get energized, and give you the direction you need to take off to your desired retirement. The Runway Decade, building a pre-retirement flight plan in your 50s. Thank you to Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge for making this show possible. Nick Pentis is a past guest. We love having him on. Listening to him talk about the culture they have over at Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge is really an incredible thing to hear. How they treat not only their employees, but every customer that walks through the door. You are more than just a number to them. They're going to give you that white glove concierge service every step of the way. They're going to make you feel like family and take what can be a stressful time in people's life shopping for a car, they're going to make it so enjoyable and so pleasurable. You're going to want to go back there time and time again for every new vehicle. Thank you so very much for Mercedes-Benz of making this show possible. Thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Lake Men's Health Center with our Lady of the Lake Physicians Group. Guys, I know it's tough to get out and go to the doctor. I know it's challenging to find time in our busy days, but I promise you, Signing up to be a part of this group with Dr. Curtis Chastain and Dr. Tyler Boudreaux, you won't regret it for several reasons, but most of those being the fact of the time it saves, where you're able to get in on the same day, get that appointment done, and spend that time you need to talk with them about what your health goals and concerns are, as well as ensuring that the financial investments you have, you will be able to live out and see those come to fruition. So if you're an investing guy, you know all about and planning for the future and investing in the future. There's no other more important thing to invest in than your health. Make sure you go check them out. Our Lady of the Lake Physicians Group Men's Health Center and tell them Patty G sent you. McClavey's Limited, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show, has been serving the Baton Rouge area proudly for 40-plus years. Gentlemen and ladies, if you're shopping for your man, there is no other place in the Baton Rouge area to get your clothing, whether it's game day needs, everyday needs, business attire, formal attire, whatever you want. Go over there, see Frank and Ashley. It's a father-daughter duo. They do incredible things in their store. They will outfit you from as simply a shirt that you need for one evening, or all the way to a full wardrobe overhaul. They're going to take care of you every step of the way, and be sure and let them know that Patty G Show sent you. Thank you so very much to Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, the latest Patty G Show sponsor. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers is serving up hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy, crinkle-cut fries, buttery Texas toast, fresh coleslaw, and mouth-watering cane sauce. So y'all, stop by for meetups and wind-downs, lunch breaks, and dinner fixes, pre-games and after parties, or whenever your chicken finger cravings hit, I know my chicken finger cravings are hitting right now. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. 
Thank you so very much to Currency Bank, a proud sponsor of the Patty G Show. If you're looking for a business bank that fosters on three core values, relationships, service, and technology, Currency Bank is the place for you. They pride themselves on convenient, accessible, and secure online banking resources where you can manage your account balances, initiate transfers, enroll with e-statements, and more via their online portal. Between the relationships, the service, and the technology, they are going to be that partner with your business every step of the way, regardless of what you need. Currency Bank is the bank for business owners. Simple.